Hey there, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in Him and who we are to Him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. We are in episode number two of Song of and we're in Song of Solomon chapter one and verse number two. And if you remember in podcast number one, we talked about the introduction of this book, why it's here, uh, positionally why we see Song of Solomon, what's so uh, important about the book that we're about ready to read about. So uh, we're looking at the heart of God and we're looking at this picture. We're going to look at the lyrics and then the melody and then the message of this song. And if we're not careful, we can we can lose ourselves in the lyrics and walk away from this book and say, ah, oh, it's a good it's a good book. Uh, it's a great song or good song rather. Uh, we can look at the, the lyrics and the melody. The melody is the sexual content. You can read the melody of this book and the song and you can walk away from saying that's a good song uh, a little bit intense <laughs> or you can look at the actual message between the lyrics and the melody is the message and so verse number two of chapter number one and just to set the tone for you right here uh, Solomon uh, the king of Israel the greatest king Israel has ever had uh, as far as wealth and as far as peace and prosperity was King Solomon and God gave him an amazing uh, infinite amount of wisdom when he was just a young man he asked God uh, for one thing he said can I have wisdom if you remember the story right when God came to Solomon said what is it I can do for you? Solomon requested wisdom and God gave that to him. And because he asked for wisdom, uh, God gave him wealth and God gave him power and God gave him peace. And wisdom is the principal thing. And so we see this incredible king, Solomon, and he is pursuing this girl and he has brought the shepherd girl uh, into his bedchamber. And we're going to go into a little bit of the backstory as we go on later on in the book. But right now she's standing before him and she makes this statement about the king. She says in verse number two, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for thy love is better than wine. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for thy love is better than wine. Now, two things stand out to me right away when I read this book, and that is the two words, kiss and wine. A kiss, a kiss is powerful. What makes a kiss so valuable in this passage is that a kiss is powerful. It is passionate. It is personal, and it is a precursor to a greater expression of intimacy. A kiss can only be, can be shared between two people, and it is a precursor to something, a level of intimacy that's going to follow that is far greater in its capacity than that kiss originally was. And wars have been started by kisses. Wars have been ended by kisses. Fortunes have been gained and lost because of a kiss. A kiss is powerful. And then, and then she says, so let him kiss me the kiss of his mouth. I want to experience his love. I want the precursor and I want everything that follows because of this kiss. And then the reason why I do this, she says, I love is better than wine. What I experience with you is better than wine. So then we have, we have the word wine and wine was valued back then uh, just like it is today. It's valued for its ability to sedate. I mean, you don't drink wine if you want to get hopped up and excited. You drink wine to sedate you. Wine is a relaxer. It's a depressant. Wine soothes your mind. Wine causes you to forget. Man, people become alcoholics because it's easy because they, they begin to drink. And the more they drink, the more they forget their problems. And before long, you're turning to alcohol as a coping mechanism to the problems that you have in life. Why? Why turn to alcohol? Because alcohol sedates. It relaxes. It soothes your mind. But unfortunately, alcohol wears off. The effects of wine are temporal. 
And so she's making this comparison. Something that she experiences with the king is valued more than something that's powerful but temporal. And I got to tell you this, man, when God introduced himself to me, like as God began to unpackage his heart for me, and God began to show me that I was brought close to him because of his behavior and not because of my behavior. The more that I began to learn about God's heart for me and how he held value to me, and the more I began to learn that God did not value me for my performance for him. Man, the greatest day of my life was when I stopped living for Jesus. That may shock you because it sounds so good to live for Jesus. But honestly, the day that I, the greatest day of my life was when I stopped living for Jesus and I began to learn to live from him. I no longer lived for his love. I lived from the fact that I was loved. There's a difference between living for Jesus and living from Jesus as your source. There's a difference between living for someone's love and living from the fact that you're loved. There's a difference between living for someone's approval and living from the fact that you have been approved. There's a difference between living for this affirmation and this uh, this closeness when I live from the fact that I have been made close. Romans 5.1 says we have been given peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no more war. We're on the same side of the coin. We're both in agreement of how he feels about me and what it meant that when he restored my soul to me, what it meant when he restored me at salvation and reconciled me and made me a friend of his. Man, what that means when I live from the fact that I'm his friend and not for the fact that if I live good enough, maybe he'll make me his friend. Man, she said, when I experience love for you, what I experience with you is so far greater than any source that I would have chosen to try to satisfy me, any source that I would have chosen to find as my source of peace or my source of identity or my source of love. What I experience with you, when I truly understand your heart for me, it is greater than any other source temporal that I could ever find. When we truly understand the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, of his love for us. No other temporal source could ever satisfy us. I mean, we looked at Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 14 through 19. And I'm going to go back to this verse quite a bit as we study the Song of Solomon out because it's powerful. Paul said, if I can give one message to the church and relay one message, it would be this. But Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 starts, for this reason, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for you Gentiles of whom the whole earth and heaven is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth all knowledge, that ye might be filled with all fullness of God. I mean, if you feel like you're empty this morning, if you feel like you're empty as you listen to this broadcast, you say, I'm going through the Song of Solomon devotional, and man, I feel like I'm empty. Understand this. Oh, it's our knowledge that needs to be increased in just exactly how valued we are. It's our knowledge that needs to be increased of just how loved that we truly are. Asking the Spirit of God to open my, my, uh, the eyes of my mind to understand the height, the depth, the length, and the breadth of His love for me. And the more that I understand that love, the more that I understand those glimpses of His heart for me, so 
Song of Solomon, this book for me was like a kiss. It was like a personal kiss from God to me saying, Daniel, here's the message, man. Here's the message. Get a hold of it. Grab it. Put it in your heart, man. Seep it down deep inside and let it, let it just sort of cultivate and percolate inside your mind. And what you're going to understand is that my passion for you, I have been fanatically consistent in my love for you and his love for me is better than anything else I could have chose. You know, as I read this book, Song of Solomon, I began to write the devotion, Solomon's Song. And as I put that out, I had to go back to my wife and, and apologize to her and say, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I've demanded from you for 14 years that you provide something into my life that you were never designed to provide for me. I demanded that you affirm me. I demanded that you give me value. There is no way that another human being could ever give me value. There's no way that a job can give you value. There's no way that a, a position at work can give you value. There's no way that, that the title uh, uh, can give you value. There's no way that money and finances are going to give you value and be your source. Honestly, every single source outside of God is going to fall. It's going to fail. It's going to corrupt. And if you put your source dependent on another person, prepare to have your heart broken. Prepare to have your legs kicked out from underneath the table. Prepare for your barn doors get blown off because honestly, uh, God's not interested in us in finding, in finding other solutions as our source. He says, my, I designed myself to be your source. I designed you to need me. I designed you to have a hole in your heart that only I can fill for you. I do apologize and say, listen, I've expected you to be this, but honestly, that was temporal. And the relationships in my life began to wear off to the point where I felt empty and alone. Even though I was surrounded by people, I was busy for God. I was doing things for God, but I found myself in my heart of hearts being sad and being lonely and being depressed because all of these sources could not give me enough. It couldn't feed me enough. I was like a starving person. Someone would say, well, good job, Daniel. And man, I jumped for do more. Why? Because I was hungry for that. I craved that. And I was reaching to other people to provide those sources in my life. And honestly, the day that I met God, the day that I truly met his heart, the day that I understood his love for me, when I looked at those other sources and said, I'm sorry, I don't need you anymore. I don't need you anymore. Can you imagine if you had an uh, application on your phone? Maybe you like to take pictures. I take pictures of my phone all the time. And I have uh, different apps that provide filters, right? They, they filter because the best picture is a filtered picture. <laughs> and so you have these different apps that have filters and they turn it different colors. You can adjust the lighting and the dimming and, and uh, whiten the teeth and the eyes and you can fade the backgrounds and that. And how would, what would you think if I took my phone and I, I opened up one of those apps? And let's say I had the best app that you could ever find for it uh, for editing pictures. And I, I opened it up and it said, use the camera on this app. And I took the picture with my phone and I saved it to my camera roll. And then I went and closed that app out and I went to another uh, less, uh, less involved app or something that was a little bit cheaper in, in its, uh, its production quality. And I opened up that picture in that app and I started to try to adjust the filters. And you came to me and said, why are you using that app? Why are you using all these other apps on your phone? You have one already that actually has everything that you need. And man, I said, well, I, don't, I didn't know that. And so I go back to the original app and open it up and sure enough, it is the best app that I could have ever found for this editing project. What I would do is actually go back and delete all those other apps because I didn't need them anymore because I had exactly what I needed. So we run to other sources and we say, give me, give me value, give me joy, give me peace, give me happiness, 
Give me long suffering. Give me patience. Give me kindness. Give me, uh, uh, give me, com- give me a heart for people. Give me love. Give me forgiveness. We go to other apps in life and we those sources and we say, look, I need this. And honestly, uh, God Himself is the only app, man. He is the only app. He is the app of apps, man. He is the one that you need. And you once you begin to tap into that, once you begin to understand truly what you have been given at the cross, once you understand what it means to have the love of God in your heart, once you understand what it means to have the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God inside, what you find yourself doing is going back to the other sources and saying, nope, I don't need you as my support anymore. Nope, I don't need you for your approval anymore. Nope, I don't need your voice uh, to be approving me and my actions. I don't need your affirmation. I don't need your, I don't need your building me up as a person. I have every single thing that I need in Jesus. And man, I found that. I went back to the sources in my life that I clung to and I said, look, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you anymore. I want you. The difference between needing people in your life and wanting people to do life with you. See, God doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He wants us. He wants us to do life with him. She said, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for his love is better than wine. His love is better than wine. Man, Father, would you open up our hearts today? Would you open up our mindset today to understand the height, the depth of your love? Would you use these books and Song of Song, these chapters that we're going to look at? Would you use these, these uh, podcasts? Would you use this information that we're going to digest here uh, over the next 90 days? Would you use that to really open up our heart to understand that you are the only source we need? Would you help us to understand truly our value in you? Would you help us to understand our, our love that you have for us? Would you help us to understand the joy and the peace and the long suffering? Would you help us to understand that you are our source. Would you help us peel back the layers that we put along our heart for a source? And would you help us to lay claim to you? Song of Solomon 1 2 is a powerful verse because she is saying, I choose his love for me over any other source. What I experience from his heart. Man, he came and he drew, he picked her up out of the gutter. He picked her up out of the fields. He picked her up out of a life of abuse. And as we read through these uh, next eight chapters, you're going to see some pretty abusive things being done to her emotionally and spiritually and physically. And when she sees this, when you see this stuff and you see this, the importance of this passage, she's looking around the bedchamber of the king. She's looking around the palace. She's looking around the, all the royalty that she's now been brought into. And she's looking into the eyes of her groom and she sees him. And she sees the way that he's looking back at her, not with lust, but one of value. The King Solomon does not need her. He doesn't need her. He wants her there. He wants her there. He wants to do life with her. We say God has no hands but our hands and no feet but our feet, and it sounds really, really good. It makes us feel so valuable to God to say that. But understand this. We make God sound like a quadriplegic. God does not need my hands. He doesn't need my feet. 900 churches last year were started in Iran. Why? Because Jesus came to these men in a dream and said, I am Jesus, follow me. Now, what part of that did God need me for? God doesn't need us. He looks into your eyes this morning and he says, I don't need you. I want you. Stop trying to be needed and just enjoy being wanted. Enjoy being wanted by me. 
bam, that will blow your barn doors off (laughs) because it's powerful, man. And listen, I want to learn more about his love. I want to learn more about it. And over the next 90 days, we are going to go over this thing and you're going to have this down. Why? Why is it so important, man? You give away what you understand that you have. And when you understand that God doesn't need you, but he wants you, when you understand that he is the only source you need, you are going to operate from that and you're going to give that away. That's what the world is hungry for. They're hungry for a source that doesn't dry up. They're hungry for a source that doesn't wear off. They're hungry for a source that keeps them running and keeps them going, man. They're not looking for another Christian to walk around saying, I love Jesus, I have him, but I'm going to every other source. I'm going to every single other source that's out there for value and for affirmation. They're sick and tired of that because they see a Christian that has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. Why do Christians that have found the king, why do they run off and act like they don't know him yet? Why do they act like they haven't met him yet? Because they just grabbed him. They just downloaded the app and moved on to something else and they never took the time to really explore the app and say, teach me this thing. Let me learn what this is. Man, I just threw him in the cart because Jesus was free 99. I threw him in my cart and I rolled on and I went off after the party scene. I went after the drugs and the alcohol. went after all these other things because I needed those other sources in my life and Jesus was just part of the mix. And you see a Christian that's acting like they don't have Jesus in their heart. How can they do that? Are they really saved? Man, I, I promise you, in nine times out of 10, it is a Christian that simply has never taken the time to really look at what Jesus is. They look at him to die on the cross and give them a, a trip to heaven, but they never looked at his heart for them. They never examined his love for them. They never taken the time to ask the spirit of God to open up their, un, their eyes of understanding, to say, teach me who you are. Romans 8, 11 said, this same spirit which raised Jesus from the dead now dwells within me. They've never taken the time to say, Jesus, would you teach me what it means to have your spirit inside of me? God's spirit is inside of us. And when you find him, when you truly understand that, and as God begins to show you over the next 90 days, his heart for you, you are going to say with her in Song of Solomon, chapter one and verse number two, let him kiss me the kiss of his mouth for his love is better. His love is better. I can't believe for all these years, I was dependent on someone else, another human being to give me this relationship level that Christ has. I can't believe I looked at a job to give me a sense of value, love, adequacy, and worth. I can't believe I went to another source, another well, looking for love, adequacy, and worth when God has had it all along and he's been dying to show me this man he has been reaching out for me reaching out for me song of solomon chapter one and verse number two so tomorrow in podcast number three we're look at this uh this smell of god this smell what does he smell like does god have a scent does he have a smell and if so how do i smell it i can't wait to show you this as we roll on through the heart of god you're going to see this and i want you more than anything else to look back and be able to say as we get an idea idea or a clarity into the heart of God, you are going to look back and I'm excited for you because you're going to look back and say, man, I want him to kiss me to kiss his mouth because his love is better than wine. I'm so glad I finally found the only one that I've ever needed. You're going to see later on this book, she says, I found him whom my soul loved and I've determined to never let him go. And that's exactly what you are going to say. Man, the more I understand and grow an understanding of my love, his love for me, man, I This is so much better than anything else I've ever gone to for these feelings, for these sources, for these, uh, and this affirmation and love. Thank you very much for joining me again today. And I can't wait for our our next time together. Uh, Make sure you smile today and give away your source. Every time you smile, you're giving away the source and that is Christ. And the world is dying for the source. They're so hungry for that source. Give your smile away today. God bless you. And we will see you 